This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everybody. So glad that you're with us, joining us on this beautiful Mother's Day. Wow, this is an exciting Sunday that we get to come to you and share from our hearts. We've been in this Worship Defined series, and we're going to be looking at part two today as we celebrate Mother's Day. And it's a it's a special joy just to be with you, joined with Wendy, and, and glad to, to have you guys along with us. We're coming to you from a special place, which we'll be explaining just in a minute as we as we dive in here this morning. It's going to be a beautiful time together. Last week, we looked at... Um, the first Hebrew word that we're most familiar with in terms of experience as it relates to worship, um, the word zamar. And this would be what we would define as like a typical Sunday morning, musical instruments accompanied by singing, us all joining together, lifting up worship and praise. But one of the things that, you know, I'm trying to, to, to let us see in the word of God as we're, as we're exploring this topic, worship defined, is that there's other words for praise in the Bible, and it's really these other words that really make that Zamar moment authentic, first of all, and very powerfully, um, you know, for all to experience and feel on on the other side of it. So we're going to jump in today, and we're going to look at a new word this morning that I think God is wanting to teach us. He's wanting to instruct us. He's wanting to give us insight into today in the word of the Lord. And it's the word Barak, which means a lifestyle yielding to God. Yeah. Now, yielding is, is a pretty powerful word. To, word. to yield is to bring forth fruit as a result of cultivation. Yeah. That's awesome. To bring forth fruit as a result of cultivation. In other words, furnishing a return on what's been sown. So really, as we're talking about Barak, this lifestyle of actually yielding to God, because we carry Jesus on the inside, it's already there. We already possess this fruit that God is continually cultivating that we carry on the inside called Christ in us, which is the hope of glory. And the the yield that he's longing for is for us to partner with him to furnish a return back to him on what has been sown on that cross. And that's like fruit in every season too. Amen. Amen. So it's not just in one moment, but it's constantly growing, constantly increasing. This is Barak. Now I want to read out of Job chapter one, verse 21 to give illustration to this word. We see this in the old Testament where Job said, I came naked from my mother's womb and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken away. Praise the name of the Lord. There's the word, Barak, in praise, all right? So here he's talking about, um, you know, having nothing when he came into this world. And having nothing when he leaves this world. Nothing when he, when he leaves, but the Lord gave him what he did have. Yeah. Praise the name of the Lord. So there's this grace on the inside that we carry as we learn how to worship from an authentic place. 
Now, motherhood, we may not think about this, but being a mom and living in the place of motherhood um, as a woman yeah. is really worship yeah. in so many ways yeah. to the Lord. Because it's surrender. It's a, cre- it's a complete surrender of who we are. Totally. And then somebody would said, surrender isn't giving up, it's giving over. And that's what we do. We give over ourselves to God and let him, Jesus, wow. take the will. <laughs> right. In motherhood, you know. By but, loving the, our children, by right. serving our families, yeah. right? And so, Wendy, I just want to ask you, what was it like you growing up with your mom? I mean, obviously, we're impacted and influenced by others. Totally. And that would be the same as it relates to motherhood. Yeah. So talk to me about your upbringing yeah, and your life. Yeah, unfortunately, my mom was one of the most amazing moms. Um, and I realize some people out there might not have that same experience. And my heart goes out for you. But the God's original design is that we have a kingly, um, heavenly perspective on motherhood. And so my mom was just one of the most kindest person in the whole world, had the, had the most patience of anyone that I know. And, um, you know, she always gave this safe environment for me wow. to be able to be free in. You know, that's how we, our children grow. That's how they truly become themselves is in that place of safety. So my mom was consistent and she was consistent with her love and she was consistent with the discipline too. And so, but, um, you know, we always had dinner at a certain time and she always had the house clean and she was just always there for me. And I I think from the time I was little, even till now, um, with my mom, um, we just get in these episodes where we just laugh all the time. Like we'll get, we'll say something funny and, and she'll laugh. And then every time I go back home or we're together, she totally goes hoarse because she's talking all the time. (laughs) She's always conversing. And, and, and you grew up in the Carolinas and here we are actually, you're coming uh, we're coming to you from a Mother's Day in the Carolinas, right? Yeah. So this is home. This is where we met and we're ultimately married in this in this area of the country. And um, we're in this family cabin, which has served as a gathering place for you with your mom and Thanksgivings and and those times of of continued. Um, you know, cultivation of what she carries into yeah, our so lives, into your lives. We just come back here and we just remember when, remember this, remember when that happened. And it's just so nice to be able to look back on those times and have remembrance. Right. I think, I think something about being here, mm-hmm. our home is in Florida, but mm-hmm. something about coming to this place where we've used over the years as a place to you know, conglomerate with all of our extended family. There's something about reminiscing, right, in this in this location. And so, you know, keepsakes, photos. We have some of our storage, you know, from our family here and stuff up in the attic. And and so, I think it's always a time of reflection totally. when we come back and it, here. Like, I don't know. It's like just brings safety when you go back and you look at those things, and when you come and the same things are here. It just yeah. it brings solidification, and it's yeah. been so important. Yeah, because there's, there's, you know, in the life we've lived in the ministry road that we've taken, there's been a lot of change, right? But it's nice to have that place, that constant, right, that you can come. I think we've moved like 16 times, but we won't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. So um, there's there's some items as we've been here. Um, that we just kind of latched onto again and found again. Yeah, and, and I really don't let go of my children's toys or anything like that. I let go of everything else, but it's something about where, where their little hands have touched is so hard for me to let go. Yeah, and these are these are really priceless items to us. And what I want to say is is this worship, this yielded lifestyle to God, this 
this place of, of allowing the Lord to come and cultivate what he's put on the inside of us to really yield that return, if you will. I mean, that's, that's the reason Jesus came to die. It wasn't just to get us a ticket to heaven. It was to develop this, this lifestyle of worship where we now yield the fruit of the essence of who he is, his nature, his character, his life, his, li- his, his um, essence through our lifestyle. And, and so this is Barak, this is worship. And this life yielded to God is invaluable to him. It's priceless. It's actually, you know, all the things of the world that we think are so valuable, they're actually not that valuable. But to the Lord, this is what's priceless, this type of worship. It's not just going through some religious motion. It's it's coming into a place with God where he's like, yes. Like, and it's those little moments in time of connection with him. That's, that's the thing. Absolutely. And I think that's why even some of the things that we're going to show today mean yeah. so much because it's a point of connection between yeah. us and our So if there's a fire in this property, there'd be certain things we'd be grabbing <laughs> totally. that to everybody else would be just have no value whatsoever but to us they're priceless yeah. they're invaluable there's no there's no price tag that that could that could put you know that anyone could put, put on them so totally. show me the first one All maybe right. that, that, well, that means a lot to you so the first one is is for savannah and it's her beauty in the beast book and this was just yes. every every day and she would say you know it's beauty in the beast and so we'd sit down and We'd go through the book and, and tell a little story, but then it would talk about the different things in the in the story too. So this means like so much to me, and um, and it's gonna stay at grandmother's house. It's not going home with you, Savannah. Just <laughs> I I remember those nights when you would and read she would to dress, her, and she would dress in her bell dress, her yellow bell dress, yeah. and have this. I think I think she always carried that princess. that princess kind yeah. of mentality inside of her, and and really just even that kingdom kind of fascination, right? Like that, that we are royalty, yeah. that there is Prince Charming, which she did get in our son-in-law, Juan, yeah. absolutely. But it's, it's, it's the, that, that fascination. Of wanting to be a bride, of wanting to be, uh, you know. Totally. And you guys would spend those times together reading that. It was such, yeah. such a beautiful, so, a beautiful moment. Um, what about the next one? Yeah, the next one um, I grabbed for Jesse. Jesse. He always had the most creative imagination, just like Savannah, his sister. But um, so we have our rescue heroes, and we have a million of these upstairs. And he would just sit down for hours and just play with them and just pretend. So yeah. he's and he's creative. Like right now, he's writing songs, and so that imagination paid for itself. Because he he was more quiet, right? Yeah. I mean, he but was he more the quiet one, and and uh, but I think there was always that creative nature of God in him. Totally. That you fed by being a mom, by giving these toys, playing with him at times, and and really drawing out the beauty of how the Lord had yeah, made him totally. and shaped him in that time. Yeah. So, okay, what's the next one? All right, the next one was from Luke Davis, and this is where we learned um, his words and his colors and his numbers. And so he opened every single one of these. He'd crawl in my lap, and we'd just read this yeah. every single day. So those Beautiful. were his. So he went from here. And it's, we're in this crazy season right now, right? And um, where we're upon yeah. graduation. And so my last one is just a graduation cap. And it doesn't it yeah. seem like, I feel, I feel like I'm graduating in a way, you know, as, as parents, even though we're not. Yeah. But it's been such a process. It seems at times so long, but then yeah. it was in a blink of an eye too. I, I mean, it's, it's really unbelievable to think that 
Our third and youngest child now is the last of three to be graduating here in just a couple of weeks, That's literally. Crazy. It's just crazy. It's so crazy amazing. times fly, times go by quickly. Yeah. And yeah. so here I we just are. Wanted to read a, I just wanted to read a verse um, in regard to our children. It's so beautiful. And it's in John 3, 1, 4. And it says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. And I think for me as a mom, that's my, my greatest joy is to hear it, that they're walking in truth, to, to see it too as well, but to hear it from other people. And that's always Abs- been my prayer. Absolutely. And I think the reason for, for that is, is out of Psalms 31, which you gleaned from your mother yeah. that you now carry, I love this it says she opens her mouth with wisdom mm-hmm. and the teachings of kindness are on her tongue. Right. So and this kindness. has been sown into the hearts of our kids over the years by you because of the impact of your mom on your life. And it's so amazing. Sometimes my mom and then Savannah and I will get together and we'll just see these commonalities, these threads, and we're just like, oh my goodness. Savannah will say, I'm you, and then I'll say, I'm my mom, and then she'll say, I'm grandmother. (laughs) So it's so neat how all those beautiful things are passed down, and that's the way it should be. All those those beautiful things should be passed on. It's it's about legacy. It's about legacy, and I think these things in some ways serve as a memorial to our hearts of that legacy that's being fashioned and formed in the hearts of our children. Mm -hmm. And I want to read a verse on this whole concept of memorial as it relates to this Baroque type of worship, this, this worship that, that yields a life to God, that, that really comes into a place of cooperation with the cultivation of the wooing of his love to find and furnish a return. Let that return be seen on the earth right. through what's been sown, through what it, Jesus did trust, on the cross. When you, put, when you put a seed in the ground... You don't, you don't see it. Just like when kids, I say, with, with our children, it's one of those things that you just don't see the return on it until years and years later. So what you're doing, mamas, now with small kids or even teenagers, what you're doing now yeah. is going to yield a great harvest. Right. And our, and our calling really is to be mothers and fathers to our own children, but and to a generation. Totally. To a generation. To the multitudes. To the, to the multitudes that are out there. And the only way that this is really going to happen and be fruitful is is as we learn what it really means to worship. It's not just coming into a service as much as I love that. That is the ultimate, uh, you know, uh, ending, if you will. But but it's fashioned in this Baroque type of praise. I want to read this out of Genesis chapter 28, verse 18. It says, the next morning, Jacob got up very, very early and he took the stone that he had rested his head against. And he set it upright as a memorial pillar. Then he poured oil over it. Now, to give context to this verse, this is where, you know, Jacob was in a mess. I mean, his life was a mess. And he's running from God. There's this call over his life. And he lays down his head on this rock, this pillow that he made out of this stone. And then all of a sudden, the atmosphere is open to him. And he sees this ladder which is really Jesus, and there's angels in descending, ascending and descending from Jesus from heaven down to the earth. And then he says, this place is Bethel, and truly God is in this place. His eyes are open, and he thought, wow, the Lord was nowhere to be found in his life. He thought, man, I'm completely distant from God. Completely, He's completely absent from my life. And this stone where he had laid his head now becomes a place of revelation 
in rest, he has his eyes opened up and he can see for the first time, 2020 vision. He starts to understand what worship's all about and he pours oil over this rock, symbolizing the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit that had just showed up and met with him in that moment. It's incredibly powerful. And in verse 22, it says, and this memorial pillar I've set up and will become a place for worshiping God. And I will present to God a tenth of everything he gives to me. So here's what I want to say here. Like, as we learn to Barak, as we are influenced by mothers, by fathers in the natural and in the spiritual, we're pouring out into our own children, pouring out into spiritual children. And we're, we're seeing this, this return on things sown, the cultivating of love that's taking place in people's lives. We're going we're gonna to yield something that's otherworldly, and then we're going to give it away to God and to other people as that offering from our hearts. It's going to totally transform us, and then we're going to give back to the Lord what he's placed on the inside of us. I want to show you guys just a couple of things before we wrap up that that when I thought about, man, if I were to make out of this, this special family cabin with anything, if I needed to grab three things, what would they be? Mm-hmm. And the first one is, is this item right here. And it just seems like absolutely nothing if you would look at it on the onset. This is a, a piece of, of wood that came off the side of my grandfather's barn in, in Wyoming where my mom grew up. And these are actually... Um, her little, gosh, I can't even remember the name of these spurs. spurs. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Wendy. You're not even a cowboy. I'm supposed to be the, I'm supposed to be the Montana cowboy here and I forgot spurs. Can you believe that? But these are what you wear on your cowboy boots when you're riding the horse and stuff. And so you can kind of get them to giddy up and go, so to speak. And this, and this was the, um, the sign for my grandfather's farm, the diamond, uh, backwards Y. And, 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 and so it was a, it was a symbol of, home it was a symbol of of belonging and where my mom grew up and and you know if you think about it like even when job described that he came into this world with nothing it's it's amazing how the lord takes the simplest of things um that 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 we have when we're brought into this world and he makes something beautiful out of them, right? And and my mom, you know, she didn't have a rich spiritual heritage. We've now discovered that there were some previous family members in our lineage that were walking with Jesus and all that kind of stuff. My grandparents were amazing people, but it was just a very simple place where she grew up. And yet God took... And met her. Yeah, and met her in that simple place. And I just, just want to hold this because this is like part of my inheritance, like... Man, the legacy of home where my, where my family was, where, you know, these little spurs that my mom, you know, wore one day when she was a little girl. And, and those simple beginnings that, you know, like seem like so, uh, you know, so just absent from anything of profound destiny, yet the Lord worked in the midst of that, like to bring something beautiful forth that now we're seeing in our children. It was our biggest prayer, you know, warrior for us. Your mom was. Amen. Yeah. And and the second one, which is is really, 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 really special for me, is this is this Indian basket. And one of the things that uh, not too many people know about my mom and your mom is they're probably 
two of the greatest examples of servants mm -hmm. that's ever been around our lives. I mean, they are just givers in the very essence, right, of who they are. And so my mom early on, you know, she went into nursing and, and the reason was that she wanted to care for people uh, that needed help. And it was just always on the inside of her, just like you with physical therapy. It was the same. Just, you know, from a young age, you had a desire, right? So tell me, tell us about that. Just to be a caregiver. Well, I remember my mom was sick and then I remember my dad making me a little nurse hat and, and saying, you've got to take care of your mom now. And I just remember like yeah. taking ownership of that and just feeling such joy in that wow. place of being a caregiver. But, you know, my mom was just the greatest caregiver anyway. And, and Jesus life. said clearly, like, if you want to be the greatest, if you want to be the worshiper, really, mm -hmm. of all worshipers, really? like, it's to be the servant of all, right? To servant of all. And so, listen, that's, that's what my mom was. And there was a season when my dad was in the military, and he was being stationed over in, in Korea, and she decided to go and serve on an Indian reservation and these were people that were in extreme poverty. No one really, not too many people wanted to go and, and serve in the medical field on this, on this reservation. I mean, the hospital wasn't, wasn't up to par, so to speak, with all the latest technology and all the supplies and everything that was needed. But my mom felt in her heart to go and to give herself to this Indian reservation outside of Tucson, Arizona, and all the love that my mom gave to these people, they showered her back with gifts. And one of those gifts was this basket that was handmade by one of the Indian families there in the reservation. And we've come to find out this is a very actual rare artifact now, you know, some, gosh, 50 years, six, almost 50 plus years later from when my mom gave herself to those people. And I just really feel like, you know, when we have that heart of Jesus and we give ourselves in these kind of ways to serve others. Man, there's always stuff, right? Not even, I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about as love is given, mm -hmm. love is sown back totally. into I mean, our you lives. You know, because it's like one of those things that's like a universal principle. Like money you give, but anything you give, your time, your talents, or your resources, all of that stuff, there's that universal that it comes back to you. Not that we do that for that, that it just yeah. happens, you know? The more love you give, the more love you receive. <laughs> yeah. Well, this Mother's Day, as it could be for many of you that have had either no mother in your life or, you know, you had a difficult relationship with your mom, or maybe you lost your mom. These times we're celebrating today, right? But it can also be very challenging and, and, and very difficult at times, right? And so here we are at, I think this would be my, my second Mother's Day without my mom. But one of the things, the last thing I want to show you guys is uh, is this final painting um, that she painted actually in our house when she was living with us when she was when she was fighting cancer and it was she almost had the whole picture completed and she was just there was something the light she wanted to get the light really just perfect in it because That's right. it was like the light coming from heaven down there and I think your mom knew it was her last picture and so she wanted to yeah. have it perfect. so this was the last one that she painted and it's 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 a path. Um, and, and it just, it means a lot to me because like she said, Wendy said there, there was this, this emphasis that my mom had on getting the light just right on the path that was coming down through the trees because life really 
a life of worship is all about this glorious journey to this destination. And I think the thing that when I think back on my mom and I think back on those days, we were just the other night being up here in this place of reminiscing, right? Like we were playing that, uh, that moment where Jesse was leading on the guitar, you know, worship. And when your mom was in the bed. When she was sick. And uh, Savannah was in town. Luke was in the room. You and I were there. And the presence of God, you know, like in that room, um, just around my mom who was walking this path, this journey that was very difficult at the time. She was in a lot of pain. Filled with faith. Totally filled with faith, you know. Um, But I was like, wow, you know, like that was a Baroque moment. It was like, we weren't in church. We weren't in some service. We weren't, you know, no one else was there. It was our family, you know, before the Lord, like in a moment of pain, in a moment of uncertainty, but yet yielding our hearts once again to God. And, you know, as I was watching that with you the other night here, I was just thinking, wow, Lord, like, thank you for a seed sown into our hearts and our family. And, and one that not only did my mom paint, but one, a life that she lived, it was reflected in that painting. And, and this is what it means to like, I think, really come into the essence of worship. And last week we talked, talked about, you know, trusting and surrendering and because you can't yield, you can't surrender unless you fully trust. It's like in a marriage, it's like you, you know, absolutely you know, that true intimacy is from the yielding, from the surrender. So absolutely. So here we are, right, in this crazy moment in, in human history that's never been like this before. And you know, we could think, oh, you know, what is happening? What is this all about? I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Like Jesus is up to something. He is wanting, you know, through the stripping away of all things, even things that have been taken or we feel have been lost, there's always in God an upgrade if we were, would, would cooperate with him, if we would yield, if we would trust, if we would surrender, if we would worship, if we would really worship. And I think sometimes like in our day-to-day comings and goings of life is normal, We'll go to a church service. The band will put on their show. The anointed worship leader and team will do their thing. We'll kind of sing along. But are we really there ourselves? You know, and I think God is wanting to do something so deep in us. In fact, there's been literal Mother's Days Mm -hmm. in history where God has kicked off revivals, you know. Um, Times and moments around you know, these seasons of remembrance, you know, of the impact of someone else's life on our life. And, you know, what is it the saying, how does the saying go? The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Mm -hmm. And there's something very powerful about women in general. There's, there's an expression of the nature of God through women. Yeah, like 50% of the nature of who God is, is, is female. So 
talk to us what, talk to us about that that whole nurturing yeah, I component mean, right i mean women are just we're nurturers we're we're life givers and we're powerful too you know absolutely totally and so we're, we have this innateness and discerning so So i love i love the the taking ground and the and the plowing forward and the building and the mess and all that that but there's this other side of worship with god that intimate nurturing like deep like deep calls unto deep type of place right like even jesus like when he was looking over the 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 city of jerusalem and, and the people of jerusalem he's like Oh, if if you would just allow me, like like a mother hand over her chicks, I would take you under my wings. I would I would nurture you in this moment. But instead, because you're rejecting this moment, the, the stones of this temple that you've made into idolatry in your worship is there's there's none of them that's going to be left unturned. And he was really, you know, calling them back to himself again, back to this essence of the nature of who God is that really is so reflected um, through moms, through women, yeah. through those, even men that will tap into that that part of God, that part of who he is. Yeah, I just remember even like the woman at the well, how Jesus came up to her during the conversation and, and it actually revealed like you're, you will worship in spirit and truth, like through worship. I mean, that was just such a beautiful thing. And she, you know, and through all the excitement, came back and turned her city upside down with who Jesus was and the revelation of who he was. And Jesus sat in that place for days, you know, because of her heart to be able to share with him the revelation of of, of worshiping in spirit and truth. What's crazy is she understood him to be Messiah, even had that revelation before the disciples. It was like in that moment, her eyes were open. Love met her. And then she runs into her village and begins to instantly give away what she carries. That was worship. It was like, let me serve Jesus. By, by loving on him in this way, fully with my heart, yielding to him, giving myself fully to him, and then running now with this beautiful without, message. And without shame in our life. And you know, giving it to other actually. people. Whew. Let's take a deep breath. As we, as we go back into worship and conclude our time today, you know, that's how we're going to conclude with worship. That's it. We're just going to go before him. Could we move away, if you will, from what we've always known and been familiar with, this whole Zamar? Like, where's my band? Where's my worship team? Where's my favorite worship leader? And could we make Jesus the center of that focus again? Maybe like we never have. And come into this place of Barak, which is... God, I yield to you. I fully give all of my life, my entire lifestyle of everything Just that I pour do. Pour it out like Mary. Pour feet. it out at his feet. Yield to you, God. And in yielding, in fact, we're going we're gonna to pray and then we're going to go into worship to bring forth fruit as a result of the cultivation of God's love that is always coming after us, always seeking after us, our hearts, so that we could furnish a return on what's been sown. Wow, we honor our moms today. We honor Marty Derrick. We we honor Barbara Lou Sharon. 
and and we just say we love you and um moms that are out there women that are out there we honor you today and let's see the greatest worship movement that's ever been born in human history come forth through our lives could you pray for that babe as we as we close out our time together Lord, I just, I just love you. I thank you for this moment in time, Jesus. Even in the midst of what the world would see as chaos. And Jesus. Lord, we thank you that, um, Lord, there's an opportunity to get closer to you, to get closer to our family. Yes. Lord, I thank, you, um, I thank you for the women out there, God. I thank you for the moms. I thank you for their powerful lives, Lord. I thank you that they represent... 50% of who God is, Lord, that, that, that powerful, nurturing nature, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for uh, this word given this morning, this Barak, this, this total surrender, Father God. When there comes surrender, Father God, there's that yielding. Yes. And Lord, we thank you, Lord. We just, we, just, we just pause right now, Jesus, and we surrender completely to you. And Lord, we trust you. We just say this morning that we trust you, Lord, in the midst yes. of everything. We trust you and that, that faith is rising up in our lives, Lord Jesus. We just yes. thank you that we are going to see fruit. And it's not going to be fruit that's going to be seen in five years. It's going to be fruit that's seen literally within the, the next month, the next two months. It's going to be like a comp. I'm just going to, I'm just hearing it like, like a compounding, um, like, uh, yielding Amen. of fruit um, in our midst, um, in our marriages, in our family, in our children, and Lord, I think in our communities, in our cities, and Lord, we just thank you for this. Lord, we just bless yeah. your name and thank you for this morning and for the word. Lord, and thank you for moms everywhere in Jesus' name. Yeah. So as we come to you from this place of intimacy for us, this home, this this, this place that has a special hold of our hearts. Let's go into that special place that God wants us to join Him in, right? That, that place of authentic worship, that place where we yield, where we give it over. Let's love on Jesus this morning as we close.
Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.